Welcome to Dungeons and Dinners, where the love of fantasy is food for thought. I'm your host, Brett Lindley, and today I'm teaching you how to be a master of Alfredo Mancy with one of my favorite cheesy dishes. If you'd like to support the podcast and fun new monsters, bonus episodes, downloadable recipes, and adventure modules, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash dungeonsanddinners. Welcome! Take a seat anywhere. We'll be right with you. Alfredo's Alluring Noodles. Third level spell, Illusion. You create a steaming plate of noodles that floats through the air to a point within the spell's range. The noodles emit the smell of roasted garlic and fresh cheese in a 30-foot cube centered on the plate of noodles. Each creature in the area that can see or smell the plate of noodles must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, they will use their movement to try to reach the center of the spell's cube, but be unable to take any other actions. If they are already within 5 feet of the center of the spell, the creature is incapacitated and its speed becomes zero. The spell ends for an affected creature if it takes any damage or if someone else uses an action to shake the creature out of its stupor. That's right, we are talking about Alfredo. I am a huge fan of Alfredo sauce. It's one, it's probably one of the easiest of the kind of cheesy, creamy sauces to make. And for me, it's just a go-to. It's very difficult to do it wrong because it's it's just a simple recipe. There's not a whole lot to it. So if I'm ever at a restaurant that I'm unsure of a real or, or can't find anything else on the menu that it really pulls me, I will always, always be drawn in by cheese noodle protein combination on a plate. And Alfredo is just that. Uh, I'm going to go through a few different versions of this recipe today, as well as some pitfalls, some information that you may not be aware of, and if you are already confident in your Alfredo, hopefully I can give you a few ideas, and if you have never put noodles in a pot of boiling water before, hopefully I can help give you the confidence to make a chicken Alfredo or an Alfredo of your choice and have it come out perfectly and just impress everybody that you feed it to. Alfredo is a recipe that can be pulled off in about 15 minutes. It's it's really a fast recipe, and while there are a few places where it can go wrong, there's so much flexibility because of the original number of ingredients. The recipe that I'm going to start with today is uh, like five ingredients, if you don't count like noodles and boiling water, which I generally don't. We're talking about the sauce itself, right? And so you can tailor it to your own palate, to guests' palates. You can even make up a base sauce and then add uh, different toppings to it or mix-ins. That way everyone at the table can have what is essentially the same meal, but custom tailored to their own preferences by just adding whatever pieces they want on top of it. Alfredo is really just fancy mac and cheese, but that's awesome in my opinion because I really like mac and cheese. So without further ado, I'm not going to do the recipe thing of going into history or anything like that right now. Right now, I want to give you guys the basic recipe and let you know how I do it and then we'll kind of go from there. So I prefer kind of an intermediate version of this recipe, which is kind of where we're going to start. So the basic recipe, what are the ingredients? Garlic, doesn't matter if it's fresh whole cloves or minced garlic or garlic powder, 
just garlic flavor is an important part of the recipe. I personally prefer to use either the pre-mint stuff in the jar because I'm super lazy or uh, fresh whole cloves are also pretty good. Pro tip for getting whole cloves out of their the skin. The skin can be really tight and stuck to them. Uh, if you lay it under a knife with the flat edge of the knife over like covering the garlic clove and just give it a little tap at the bottom of your fist, it'll smoosh it and the skin will split right off. And so long as you don't care about bruising the garlic, in this case, we would be mincing it anyway. So we don't really care if it's bruised. And then you could just pull the skin right off. It takes like a, a second and you don't have to fight with chopping the ends off and trying to get fingernails in there to split it or the edge of the knife or whatever. None of that. Just give it a quick whack with something and, and smush it a bit. Done. So garlic, first ingredient. Second ingredient, I prefer heavy cream. We'll go through a few different ways of if you don't have heavy cream or you don't want to use heavy cream, uh, we'll go through a few alternates later. Then for me, Parmesan cheese. Again, there's going to be alternate you know, options later, but I'm a huge fan of Parmesan. It's, it's sharp enough. It's a hard cheese. And I would highly recommend not using the powdered stuff. At the very least, get... Uh, like a shredded Parmesan, if you're not going to get just like a block and shred it yourself. The pre-shredded stuff is is okay in this one, uh, but the powdered stuff especially has a lot of like anti-clumping agents and stuff in it, essentially like cornstarch and other things, preservatives that can kind of mess with the texture and thickness of the sauce and also make the cheese a lot harder to melt. So we want melty smooth cheese, get the shredded stuff or shredded block. Uh, then last two ingredients... Uh, black pepper, and for me, olive oil. Again, this is kind of my intermediate take on the recipe. We'll go through alterations and substitutions later. So how is it? How much of everything? And how is it done? So like every recipe that I've seen on this recommends like one to two cloves of garlic. And maybe I'm weird, but that's not even like at least double that, like four cloves or about two tablespoons of minced garlic at least, uh, if not more. I'm a huge fan of garlic, though. I love garlic flavor. And we're also going to be sauteing the garlic. So hot pan, hot oil. Uh, I always like to heat up my pan a little bit first before adding oil to it. This helps uh, open up, especially if you're using a... Uh, like a cast iron skillet or anything, you want to open up the pores so that the oil can get into them. And uh, it just, for me, it helps get things going a little bit faster. Pan, medium heat for like 30 seconds. Oil, let that heat up for about 30 seconds. And then bam, hit it with the garlic. I want to saute the garlic. It doesn't have to be golden brown, but you do definitely want to soften it and get it to the point where you can smell it, where it's steamy, you're getting some aroma off of it, doing good. At this point, kill the heat down to low, like extra low, because we're going to add heavy whipping cream to it, and heavy whipping cream will scorch if it is too hot. So if you've been, if you're sauteing at extra high heat, maybe even kill the heat for a little bit, remove the pan from the, the heat until you're just barely bubbling on your garlic. And then I do, it for like, a, I'll, most of my recipes I make four servings of so that there can be you know, dinner for two people and then lunch for two people the next day. So for about four servings, I do about two cups of heavy cream. And at the same time, I'll also be throwing in two cups of Parmesan. Most of the time, a one-to-one -one liquid to cheese mix, especially if you're using a heavy cream because there's not a lot of water, is perfect. 
Uh, and then a little bit of, so, oh, and the, the <laughs> I missed the first thing here. The oil is the olive oil, right? So you want to saute the garlic in olive oil and you can use a fair amount of it here. It doesn't have to be like a teaspoon of olive oil because we want the flavor of the olive oil in there. Uh, so, you know, three tablespoons of olive oil, uh, three to four tablespoons, maybe match however much garlic you're using, equal amounts, oil and garlic. Perfect. Uh, and lastly is pepper. So a little, a good healthy amount of black pepper. And this recipe is one, especially since we're using heavy whipping cream and a hard cheese. Anytime that you're working with a hard cheese, like a cheddar, uh, a Swiss, or a Parmesan, anything like that, an Asiago, you, if you're making a sauce with it or melting it, this is a babysitter recipe. So I actually recommend starting your noodle water and getting it to boiling before you start working the recipe and toss your noodles in right at the same time as you're getting your your oil in your pan because this is a recipe that it goes off pretty quick it's about 15 minutes that's about how long most of your noodles are going to take 10 to 10 to 12 to 15 depending on noodle thickness and this way the recipe will all be done at once and you don't have to leave so do all of your prep work mince your garlic get all of your ingredients out and next to you so that you know once you start cooking this you don't have to leave because while you don't have to like whisk it until your arm falls off, I highly recommend that you continually stir it because burning cheese or cream uh, is not fun to deal with. The smell is pretty terrible and it sticks like a son of a gun and just it can ruin pans, if not just make it a nightmare to clean. So be ready to stand by this recipe for the full 15 minutes. And once it's done, it's done. You'll be happy you did. So cream goes in, cheese goes in, and then really you just want to keep this mixture moving. You want to coat all of the cheese in the liquid, and you want to constantly be stirring it, mixing it, switch directions. Like I said, you don't have to be, you know, you're not trying to make whipped cream out of it, so you don't have to blend it or anything, but you do want to keep it moving because you want to keep that heat distributed evenly throughout the entire sauce. So you keep that going, and it'll go through several phases of melting, especially with really hard cheeses. It is really easy to feel like you have messed up, at least for me, I've messed up the Alfredo because it'll, you start with just, you know, the hard shredded cheese, and then it melts some into these like big melted together, long stringy strands, kind of like mozzarella off of a pizza or something, you know, you get these long strings, and then it'll get almost kind of like a clumpy to it like it like there's little chunks in there and every time I do it I'm like oh no I've cooked it too long I've made some mistake everything has gotten clumpy it's ruined ah it's not this is just the cheese continuing to melt as the like protein strands dissolve and whatnot and get broken down you're wanting to spread it out and then it'll get really thin. So we're never really taking the sauce to boiling. We're keeping it at a simmer. The very edges of the sauce can boil a little bit on the very edge of the pan. If there's some bubbling there, that's okay. But if you get any kind of rolling boil out of the center of the pan, it's too hot. Turn the heat down. This is a low to low medium heat for about 15 minutes. You keep stirring. And then you'll get to the point where it, it feels like the sauce is too thin. And it's not. There is, it's really one of those sauces that in the pot or the pan that you're making it in, it will be 
thin, but it cools down very rapidly, especially if you're serving it on a plate uh, and you have a lot of surface area, but not a lot of depth. It'll cool down very quickly and thicken up quite a bit. If you're serving it in a bowl, it can take a little bit longer to thicken up, but there's a few things that we can do to, you know, help address that later. And if all else fails, especially with heavy whipping cream, there's not a, a whole lot of water in there to begin with. So as you simmer some of that off, you're going to lose some of that water content. And it the sauce will always end up being a little bit thicker than you think it is. A good test is just to dip a spoon in and pull it out and leave it out for like 30 seconds. Just hold the spoon. And there should be a healthy coating of sauce all around the spoon. So sometimes they say coat the back of the spoon. This, you kind of want it to stick to the whole spoon. That's about the, the thickness that you're looking for. And then after 30 seconds or so, taste it. Of course, you're wanting to taste your sauce all the time anyway. And you can kind of determine the texture of and the thickness at that point as well. So this recipe for me, I generally don't have to add any more liquid to it. It can get a little, if you, if you take longer or you have your temperature too low for too long, you may lose a little bit more water. Another dash of heavy whipping cream or just a couple tablespoons of water should be enough. Don't go for like a half a cup of water or anything. Just a little bit goes a long way. So the, one of the things a lot of people may notice is there's no salt in this recipe. And for me, the, the a lot of sharp cheeses... Uh, either are salty to begin with or have the same kind of salt receptor flavor. So I generally don't salt the sauce. Uh, if I do, it's a very, very little bit and never until the sauce is fully, all the cheese is fully melted and it's super creamy. It's generally, you don't really want to taste it a lot before then because the flavor will change as more and more of the cheese dissolves into it. So you may feel like the flavor is a little bit off until it's completely smooth. So once it's completely smooth, again, keep it on low heat. If your noodles aren't done yet, I would recommend still keeping an occasional stir on it because, again, don't want to scorch it. But you also don't want to cool it down too much because you want that cooling to happen at the time that you serve it, right? So... Keep it moving, keep it going, and then when the noodles are done, you know, strain them. And I hugely recommend, that there's a couple ways you could do this. You can throw the noodles directly, like strain them, put them back in the noodle pot, and dump all the cheese mix on it, and serve it up. That's fine. It's an awesome way to do it. If you have any intent on saving the sauce, like if you're going to make enough to make leftovers... Try to keep the sauce separate from the noodles, and we'll cover this more because it's not a sauce that reheats with a lot of ease, and so having it with the noodles, you can end up making it a lot more difficult on yourself to reheat it later. So plate it immediately before serving, garnish it with some parsley if you want. A little bit of color of any kind will really bring out how awesome this dish looks, and that's it. That's literally it. That You could have made it in the time that I took you to describe all of it. <laughs> so it's, it's a great, super simple, super easy recipe. So let's make it easier. How can we make this just if as simple as possible? Well, uh, heavy cream going to be a little bit more expensive, so we can sub that out. And you can use either half and half, which will work fine, um, or uh, milk. Uh, any kind of milk will, will really work fine here. Uh, most of the flavor comes from the cheese, but if you're going into low-fat content milks, 
uh, anything less than half and half, you may want to consider adding a small amount of something like a cream cheese to it just to deepen the, the richness of flavor and add some fat back to it. Uh, don't want to use olive oil. A lot of recipes say, you know, use butter and butter is fine. You just want some kind of fat content in there. I'd probably shy away from margarine, but it's just because I shy away from margarine in general. I'm sure you could probably use it to saute your garlic in and be just fine. Um, but if you have any issues getting it to emulsify with the the milk, then I would probably cut back. If you're doing a butter, uh, I would probably cut back and do half as much butter as you do garlic because you really want to ensure that you get a good emulsification, especially if you're using a lower fat content dairy in there as well. So it's easier to kind of start small, add more later if you want to do a buttery finish. Uh, you can do a butter swirl, which is when the sauce is already done and you're just about to plate it. You put in about a tablespoon extra of butter and just keep swirling it around and whisk it in to give that buttery flavor right at the end. So we've got the, you know, we've reduced out a couple of things here and really just made the, the biggest expense out of this recipe is really your cheese. And the cheese is, you can also sub down for something like a mozzarella. Mozzarella actually works pretty well in an Alfredo. It's a much lighter flavor. Uh, you don't have the sharpness in there, and it is a bit softer cheese. So again, if you're using something that is a low fat content in your liquid side, then something like a mozzarella or, you know, a half and half mozzarella Parmesan. And if you have the powdered Parmesan, but you do have some mozzarella or some other cheese that you can throw in there to help just get things going, then the powder is fine. I've made Alfredo with the powdered stuff at, and it works. Uh, I would probably do a smaller batch in that case, just because one, you go through a, a lot of the, you could go through like a whole shaker of Parmesan powder and it, it'll work. But to me, that's almost just as expensive. And honestly, I like using the shaker stuff for salads and stuff. So I don't want to, I don't want to waste it all on an Alfredo. Want to have some backed up, you know? So let's take it from the basic side. The instructions are all still the same. Uh, you may have to kind of experiment with the thickness of the sauce. Again, that's kind of why I call for something like a cream cheese or a mozzarella, something that'll provide that texture as well as some additional flavors. If you are going to go the route of a milk or a water and milk, uh, kind of side. You may also consider making a roux from your butter or your oil. And that's just once the garlic is done being sauteed, it's getting close to being done, uh, kill the heat and add about as much flour, like all purpose flour, to the pan as you had butter and mix it around until you can get kind of a smooth paste out of it. You don't want it to be like clumpy or anything because it can be hard to then dissolve into back into the liquids when you add them. But you just want some of that flour to bind with the fat and the flour will also help thicken the sauce once it gets up. You may have to bring the heat up just a little bit higher. Again, you don't want to have the full rolling boil, but to really achieve the thickness, that flour needs to be brought up to temp in the sauce once you make the sauce. So Keep that in mind. You may have trouble thickening it. You can also make a very simple roux out of about a tablespoon of either cornstarch or flour and some water 
uh, just in a little dish on the side. I would always add your dry ingredients to the bottom of said dish because otherwise cornstarch especially will float on top of water if you try to add it afterwards. It can be really hard to mix in. But if you put it at the bottom of the dish and then use really cold water and a fork, don't use a spoon, use a fork because you need something like a little midget whisk in there. Whisk it up, and then once the sauce is up to temp, uh, just add that stuff in about a tablespoon at a time. Kind of mix it in really well, see how it, it changes the thickness of your sauce, and then add a little bit more if you need it. All right, so we're done with the basic style. Let's go up a notch. Let's. How can we kick this up higher? All right, so of course we're going to want all fresh, crazy artisan ingredients, right? Um, sure, fine. That'll help a little bit. There's not a huge amount of difference. You can get garlics that have deeper, richer flavors. Uh, you can do like a black garlic if you want to deepen the umami kind of flavor that's in it. But really, a lot of this is going to come from different cheeses. So a lot of really good cheeses, any of your white cheeses are essentially going to work pretty well. I've had some trouble. Swiss doesn't love to melt very well. It's, it's a pretty high temp cheese, um, but you can use it. Of course, Romano is going to be really good. A lot of times you'll get Romano paired with Parmesan. Uh, Asiago has kind of a, a really, really fine, sharp flavor to it. I love using Asiago. Uh, Gouda is, again, on the kind of softer side of cheeses. Throw some of that in there. A Gruyere is going to be fine to add in. Or like a five-cheese blend Alfredo if you really want to knock the pants off somebody and just impress them. Then throw a little bit of everything in there. Whatever kind of flavors you're searching for, you can add there. You can also go, I mean, again, we're essentially talking fancy mac and cheese. So feel free. It doesn't have to be a white cheese. Throw a little bit of cheddar in there. Uh, throw a little bit of Jack in there, you know, some Munster or something. And you'll find that you can really alter the flavor largely because, again, it's mostly a cheese-based sauce. Any cheese you've got left over in the fridge, maybe not American, maybe so if you're, you're feeling adventurous, uh, throw it in there, see what you can come up with. And the other things that you could do, so adding uh, some onion to your garlic mix, there's probably a lot of... Uh, kind of more classic Italian cooks that would hate me for saying that, but some onion or some shallots, mince those up, throw them in with your, your garlic. And please, for the love of God, saute your garlic. It brings out so much flavor. I've seen so many recipes that call for the garlic to be minced and added in later, and you just don't get that the same depth from it. If you don't saute it a little bit, bring it up to temp before you add a bunch of liquids in there. So do that, and then we basically move into the the protein and vegetable side of things right so we've got noodles we got sauce we got a little garnish of parsley on there uh but this is where i like i would love to have fun and and make this into something where everybody gets to kind of choose their toppings right uh some classic things that go into like a fettuccine would be uh steamed broccoli uh peas you can do carrots uh, you could do just about any diced or minced vegetable that you can think of, uh, lightly sauteed to soften it some. Mushrooms would be a good call. Uh, throw those into little dishes so that everybody can kind of top their Alfredo however they want. Some people want sauce, you know, noodles on the bottom, then sauce, then toppings. Other people want, you know, toppings and sauce, right? So let people have their own fun with it and everybody get to kind of serve themselves. A variety of proteins, of course, chicken, probably the most common, one of the easiest to do, but also uh, you can have a tofu is a great one to use with this. It's really absorbent. It's going to soak up a lot of that flavor. Uh, and then 
if you want to go onto the ritzy side, you know, some uh, medium rare steak or something or how whatever temperature you prefer. I really don't care. Throw some steak on there and cover that with cheese sauce. And I don't think anybody's uh, going to be terribly disappointed by that, you know, unless they're a vegetarian or vegan. But <laughs> this is not a, a recipe geared in that direction. You can make a, a, a vegan Alfredo. It's just uh, you got to find a lot more substitutions. And I'm not really going to be going that far because I personally am not vegan and I, I've not cooked a lot of vegan food, so I'm not sure I'm the prime source for how to make that amazing. But if you are or you know some ways, feel free to hit me on Twitter. Let me know. I would like always love to hear new recipes. So again, really, it comes to the toppings, the types of cheese that you can get more expensive cheeses. A lot of your flavor comes there. Again, I just recommend now for your meats and your toppings, salt and pepper those when you're sauteing them or cooking them, however you're preparing them. It's fine to go ahead and salt and pepper and season those, maybe a little garlic and onion powder. Uh, or even, especially if you're doing something like a steak, uh, doing it with a rub. Uh, can really bring out any of those spicier flavors or contrasting flavors. So chili powders, red peppers, things like that. Put Doing the, your meat in those uh, gives the variety of flavors so that it's not this overpowering in the sauce, but adding some mesquite flavor or some Worcestershire sauce, a liquid smoke or something to your meat will give a depth and richness to the meal where you get those contrasting tastes on the palate at the same time can really do a lot to make the dish really pop. And it can, of course, add a lot of color. You get a lot of those darker colors from rubs and sauces and things can really give you a lot of good contrast on the plate as well. So we've got simple, we've got intermediate, we've got some more experts things, some crazy ideas that you can throw out there. But let's get to the reheating topic. I told you at the beginning of the episode, separate the sauce, and here's why. Fatty sauces, especially cream sauces, they're emulsions, right? So you've got a, a basically a liquid and oil, and you're trying to mix them up and keep them mixed. And a sauce breaking is when the oil and the liquids no longer want to play nice together, and they separate, the oil floats to the surface, and you have a bit of a disaster on your hands. If you've ever tried to microwave leftover Alfredo, you will notice that you end up with clumpy, cheesy bits on top, and then a big puddle of grease on the bottom, right? It's not grease, it's oil. The fats from the cheese, as well as the any of the oils that were used in the sauce, the butter or the olive oil, all you know, separate, and just a mess. So what I recommend is that if you are going to have leftover Alfredo, you have the sauce separately, and this is one of the few times, like, I know nobody loves doing it, but reheat the sauce on the stove. Work really slowly with—this is where you may want to be whisking because it's going to already have that tendency or could already have broken in the fridge. And you can try to save it by adding a little bit more cream back to it. Uh, again, maybe this is where you bring in the roux, a little bit of water, and some roux, some flour, or cornstarch will help give that oil something to bind to, uh, as well as possibly even melting some additional cheese into it to kind of reincorporate things and get everybody, get those oils attached to the cheese, and then the cheese can melt and attach back to everything else. I don't know the exact chemistry behind it, but it seem, seems to work. 
and basically just making a tiny amount more sauce and adding it in can help uh, smooth everything out and kind of get it emulsified. Or if you have an immersion blender, then have at it. Uh, that will do the trick. Uh, um, it's it's hard to escape the power of those things. For a long time, I thought they were a total sham, but they they will work. It'll get the job done. But yeah, reheating Alfredo can be a bit of a testament. Again, it kind of depends on how you made the sauce and how much oil is in it. The more oil, the higher chance it is going to break. Uh, so for me, using heavy whipping cream and olive oil, mine tend to break uh, during reheating. And even sometimes on the stove, breaking on the stove is one of those sad events where you, again, that's about the where the immersion blender just goes straight for that if you're breaking it because your temperature is too high. Kill the heat, get the immersion blender out, and you might have a chance. Yell and... If you do save it, probably not worth trying to reheat later. Just serve it, enjoy it, and and be done with it. It's not an expensive sauce to make, so it's one that you can experiment with a lot. It's relatively cheap, depending on what types of ingredients you're using. It's a great way to learn how to make something that you can have as you know an afternoon lunch type thing, or you can really experiment with plating things up and making them look nice, you know, cut, specifically cutting out your sprigs of parsley and laying them on the side, organizing the meat, you know, cutting the chicken in long strips and laying it on top so the grill marks are showing and drizzling the cheese over. You can have a lot of fun playing with your food, and that's what plating is, but it makes it look great. And that's, you can just really up your game without changing how you cook just taking a few extra seconds to organize things out be a little artistic make a smiley face out of it whatever you need to do have fun plating this one have fun making this one and serve this up for your next game night with a variety of different toppings as a make your own alfredo and i guarantee you alfredo's alluring noodles will keep people smiling and bring them to the game table in a heartbeat so that's all for the episode today. Please let me know your thoughts, your comments, and your episode ideas. All of the links and my contact information can be found on the card website that's down in the show notes. If you're interested in supporting the show and you'd like to try to help fund more bonus content, consider tossing a few coins over to patreon.com slash dungeonsanddinners. If you're looking for more great podcasts to listen to, my other broadcast, Pick Up Your Sticks, stars both myself and longtime friend Walker Near. We talk about video games and specifically why gaming matters. We look at the social and societal impacts as well as the individual impacts by interviewing some really cool guests. Uh, we've had on some pretty fun streamers, some big players uh, in the industry, some esports team members. And they've all been fantastic. We also do a little bit of news and reviews of other games that we've been playing. So if you're interested in a slightly longer form podcast about gaming and why gaming matters, check out Pick Up Your Sticks anywhere podcasts can be found. I'm really excited to be sharing this journey with you all. And remember that love is the secret ingredient. Have a good day, friend. Thanks for stopping by. 